Are you a fanatic? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Fanatic Life Podcast. Here are your hosts, John Gunter and Jamie Tipton. You get what you get and uh, don't pitch a fit. Hey, hey. Welcome back to the Fanatic Life Podcast. Episode seven for you this week. We are so grateful that you would choose to join us, that you would choose to be a part of our community. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't yet, we want you to check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash fanatic life podcast. That's where you can interact with us. That's where we'll have different polls and uh, notices that the, the show has gone live, that you can check those out in your podcast player, all of that kind of stuff. We just want to hear from you. We've got a, a fantastic show on the, on the docket for you today. Today, we're going to talk about a, just a little bit of Major League Baseball. We've got that special interview I talked to you about last week. Just really looking forward to that. I, I think you'll all really enjoy it. And also, Jamie and I are going to talk about our, our, our top comfort food meals. We're going to do this for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then dessert as well. So uh, I know everybody has a little bit different comfort food. For us, we're we're in the South, so it may differ greatly from yours. Who knows? Depending on where you are on the, in the United States or abroad, but uh, but we are we are grateful that you would be here, Jamie. How's it going, man? How's your week been? Uh, I'm noticing you're uh, channeling your your inner Jack Brickhouse with that hey hey call. That is not at all what I'm doing. But I appreciate that. I appreciate the reference. Well, you wanted to talk about baseball, so hey, hey. Hey, hey. Say hey. Yeah, we, uh, we're finally back into sports of some sort. And uh, it's, it's so much different than, than maybe even we expected as we, as we get started in, in the Major League Sports now, in Major League Baseball. Uh, we, we talked last week about the Blue Jays and what an interesting situation they're in. Being in Canada, they actually didn't get any approval to be able to play their home games there in Toronto. So they had looked at some different uh, different places they could play. They had looked at playing in Pittsburgh. There were the Pirates play. And ultimately that got shot down again because of COVID-19 concerns and uh, they're ending up, uh, what they're going to do is end up playing there in Buffalo at their, their triple a site. And, and actually it's not even going to be ready for their first home opener. So they're going to play on the road uh, to begin, to begin their actual quote unquote home opener. So that's a, so many interesting things with this, uh, with this COVID-19. And so, uh, another interesting thing, if you've tuned in like many of us, you know, we've just been so star for sports. I'm, I'm tuning into teams, I, I could care less about really it, it just, just because we have sports going on now, I, I want to see something happening, but when you turn over to a major league game right now, you're not going to see anybody in the stands. And if you do, it's going to be rare and it might even be one of the players uh, because nobody is, is actually allowed to go in and, and sit. You can't go watch a ball game right now. I talked to, talked to a friend of mine who uh, her husband plays uh, he's a he's a pitcher for the Royals and and she can't even get into a game. So even family can't get into these games right now. But one interesting thing you might see as you tune in is you'll have cardboard cutouts of people or maybe even dogs. I think it was a Mets player this week that that hit a home run into right field and hit a, a cardboard cutout of a dog right in the head. 
So I don't know what, uh, I don't know if there's any punishment for that, Jamie, or you just kind of skate along, but uh, it seems a little, seems a little out there, you know, to just be punishing a dog cut out. What do you think about that? Right. I, I don't, I don't condone any kind of violence against any animals. Thank you. He, he should be, he should, he should be fined and suspended. <laughs> a strong stance here today on the Fanatic Life podcast. We're calling for suspension. <laughs> Of this man who's hit this cardboard cutout. Now, now you looked into this, didn't it? Did you, uh, is there a, a price to pay for this, this cardboard cutout? If you want to have your picture there in the stands. Now I haven't checked every team when, uh, when it came across to me was, uh, the, uh, Texas Rangers doing it and they're calling it the, uh, doffel Ranger play on words for doppelganger. But, uh, I believe it was $50. You could have your, your cardboard cutout in new, uh, global life field there in Arlington. Well, I, I wonder if I wonder if that changes as to where it is, you know, if it's behind the home plate or anything like that. Did you did you catch any of that or did it seem like it was just fifty dollars? The first I think it was first come, first serve, kind of where you were at, uh, because they were talking about filling out the uh bowl behind home plate and then like down the uh down towards the dugouts. Right. First oh. and then kind of f- filling in the stadium from there. Well, that might be my only chance to sit back behind home plate is as a <laughs> doppel ranger as a cardboard cutout of myself a big picture i'd have to do something funny though you know i saw some of them were uh, were interesting pictures some of them would be like a parent holding a child and all kinds of things so i don't know i'd have to do something funny with my my 50 bucks but i'd want to make sure it was seen get get all my money's worth there you would probably be the only uh cardboard cutout ejected from a major league game in history (laughs) yeah back talking the umpire as a as a cardboard cutout i don't know it's possible. <laughs> it, it's definitely possible. <laughs> no, it's it's such a it's just such a weird year. You know, I have looked so forward to going down. You know, we we are here in Southwest Arkansas, and so our closest team is is the uh, Texas Rangers. And so, going down to uh, to Arlington to go to ball games has always been a big part of our lives. You and I did it together as we you know when we were kids. And this is the first year where the Texas Rangers actually have an air conditioning. Uh, air conditioned dome. And so you can go down there right now in July, as hot as it is here in the South and enjoy air conditioning, except COVID killed that too. So you just have to watch from, you know, I guess it's more, it's more comfortable in my house. You know, we've talked about that before going to live sports events. Uh, my snacks are good. Uh, the air conditioner is where I want it and I can pause it and get up. But I really was looking forward to to going down to to Globe Life and and seeing the new uh, just the new home there of the Rangers. That would have been, a, I think, a lot of fun and hopefully sometime soon, because I know we're all tired of, of being well worried about this virus and, you know, just the anxiety that's caused. And then the way that we've had to kind of avoid people and, and try to just <laughs> just kind of survive and try to stay healthy through this. But one day, Jamie, one day we'll get through this. I do have an option for us if we want to catch a ball game this year. It would involve us going to Chicago and buying seats on the rooftops across the street. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I saw people up there, and I think in Washington maybe that they were across the street as well. I think the the seats there in Chicago would actually let you allow you to see a lot more than what I saw in Washington. It looked like it might cut off some of the field, but but yeah, they were still doing it. That's a that's an option, but. I don't know. I don't know if I want to drive to Chicago on with with the current circumstances and and sit on <laughs> sit on a roof across the 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 street there. 
I'd be standing out on the street waiting for a home run ball to come over. That's true. Not seeing anything. Just just trying to see if see if one flies over to you. Well, they, you know, the the Texas Rangers and and not being able to go in uh, there in person. Not all that that COVID has has kind of messed up. Here in the here in the last day or so, we we found out that actually the Miami Marlins won't be playing at least for the foreseeable future because. I think it's up to either 11 or 13 of their uh, their players there in Miami have tested positive for COVID-19. And that's a problem because they played a game against the Phillies. And so now because of the way that COVID-19 spreads, now you have a Phillies team who uh, is going to have to wait and see if they can actually play again as well. They're going to have to quarantine because they... We know now it's being reported that that the Marlins played already having three guys test positive, and then afterward, they're up to eleven or thirteen or something like that. And so, playing against the Phillies, and both the the Marlins and the Phillies are going to have to sit it out and wait. And this is just unbelievable, Jamie. I mean, people are are throwing around. Well, is the the season going to be canceled for these guys because they can't play? What what? How do you think this is going to play out? Well, I know they're allowing the uh, teams to carry around. I believe it's like 30, 30 players, uh, what they call a taxi squad, you know, so they're probably going to try to dip into that. I mean, you've got minor league baseball that has been canceled. So you have all these guys that are under contract to play, you know, in your farm systems. You can call up several people from AAA, nothing else, maybe squeeze out a season if, if you got some of your people that can't go. Yeah, well, they're going to have to do it, I guess, and and then and then I guess and I, you're looking at well, where are we pulling the people from? Where are we pulling the players from? That now they're they're coming from different areas around the United States because your minor league team's not always in your backyard. So yeah, it's right. it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. I, I don't know. I I, I want to be optimistic because we have we have been so long without sports. But you know, here with just a few games in, and we've got this this almost disaster with with two teams not being able to play. I don't know. Maybe we can hang in there, and maybe we can we can see that. But I don't know. It's starting to it's, it's starting to make me think. If if you want to be honest about it, Miami Marlins season was over before the season started. <laughs> yeah, they they kind of sold off all of their team. What last year or something like that? Yeah, you've got. Uh, You've got Stanton oh, in New do York that every year. Yeah, every year. Yeah, that's just the way they do business. Just if we can get just a little bit good enough to sell everybody, we'll do that. Such an interesting way to run that run that team. But uh, that's uh, it's been baseball. It's it's been good to watch just to to see some sports. It, it's weird. They they're even if you haven't watched a game yet, they're actually playing ambient sounds while they're there. So it it sounds like there's you know chatter around you hear you hear what sounds like a crowd and they even have a kind of a cheer if if the home team does something which is so weird you know that so many things used to be illegal before COVID-19 you know pumping in sound or going into the bank with a mask on now you're required to have a mask so many things I, I hope I hope we look back on a year like this year and say you know a couple of years down the road a few years down the road and say you know, this was the outlier. We never had to deal with this again. This was the weird anomaly. I sure hope so, because it'll be tough to deal with on a long-term basis. It already feels like it's been long-term. But yeah, we uh, uh just glad to have baseball back. Now, I did, uh, I teased I teased last week that we were going to have, I thought we could have a uh, an interview this week 
with a special guest, and we did, and I, I, I know you're going to enjoy it. And so uh, uh, we're just going to pass this thing off uh, so you can hear this interview. I want you to, to listen. I want you to go, and I want you to go uh, like this guy. Uh, he's on Facebook. You'll hear all these things. He's on Facebook, Instagram, and on YouTube. And uh, give, him a, give him a like because I know you're going you're gonna to enjoy this interview. Give him a like just for, to thank him for being here. Now, here's the interview. All right. We are so happy to bring uh, a special guest to the program today. Uh, here's a guy who has really taught me a lot about uh, cooking on my griddle outside. He has absolutely helped me bring some good groceries to my table Someone who I think my wife would be, uh, she may be a little upset that she's not on this with me because she enjoys watching the videos as much as I do. So uh, our guest today has over 82,000 followers or subscribers on YouTube. Uh, you can find him at The Hungry Hussy on YouTube or The Hungry Hussy on Instagram or Facebook. Today, our guest is Matthew Hussey. Matthew, thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, John, it's a, it sure is a pleasure. I appreciate you uh, reaching out to me. I know it's taking a little bit of time, but uh, I'm, I'm very delighted to, to be on here and talk with you and your, well, uh, and your family here. The, the pleasure uh, is ours, and, and one of the things we do on the podcast is, is we, we try to weekly is just to bring up something, bring something to everyone's attention like, hey, you need to try this out. Sometimes we'll do, we'll do food, or we haven't done a book yet, but just different things to – uh, bring to people's attention. And, and like you said, we've, we've kind of been communicating back and forth for a little while. And, uh, I, I said on the podcast last week, I was like, before I had episode one of the podcast, I wanted to have the hungry hussy on with us because <laughs> we, I, I am not kidding. I, um, I guess it was, oh, it was the winter of last year. And I had, I had been eyeing a griddle for forever. And I really wanted to know, all right, what am I in for? can I really do this? You know, it seems awesome. And so I'm going down through YouTube and, and watching who knows, I don't even remember who all I watched, but I, you know, your channel finally popped up and uh, like the hungry hussy, you know, <laughs> I'm sure that's a lot of people's first reaction is, you know, first of all, I don't know that's your last name, but it's like the hungry hussy. What is this? And so, man, I tuned in and I, yeah. like I said, I immediately thought this is a guy I can hang out with. You know, we, we can be friends. Uh, You'd, you'd fit in right with That's us. Right. And, and that was kind of the the thing is, man, you seem like you're just enjoying it. You're, you seem like you're just being yourself, having fun and, uh, and cooking, cooking a good meal. And like I said, you, you have taught me so much on that. Let, let's just go back to the beginning. If we could, you know, kind of, if you could just kind of describe what, what took you from, you know, not doing videos to saying, you know what, I, I, I think I can do this. I can put this on YouTube and, and we'll see where it goes. What was that like for you? Yeah. So, um, I appreciate that. You know, I'm glad, I'm glad you finally came across me, uh, for sure. Uh, probably need to do a better job trying to get up <laughs> to the front page there. But, um, you know, I've, I've always loved cooking and, uh, for a while there, I, I also like photography. And so I thought, I thought that I was wanting to be some kind of superstar blogger. And, um, well, uh, I just, I'm, I, I, my attention span is just zero. Uh, I'm, you know, all of a sudden it's like squirrel, you know, I'm off, you know? And, uh, so, you know, I was, I was doing, I was liking it and I was enjoying it cause I was, you know, writing about food, taking pictures of food. And, and uh, I had a few buddies, 
of mine said, you know, you should uh, you should look about doing some YouTube videos. And I said, you know, I said, nah, I don't, I didn't, honestly, at the time, I really didn't know much about YouTube. Um, I used it mainly for data dumping videos from my phone, really. I was like, well, I'll just put it oh, there yeah. for storage, you know. And, and um, you know, I started looking into it, and, um, you know, Blackstone had, had actually contacted me about being an affiliate. I was, I was an affiliate with them for a little while. And um, they said, you know, you should you should take a look at Todd Tobin. And, uh, you know, he does these videos, and, you know, he does he does a great job. And I said, oh, shoot, okay. So I started looking. I was like, well, you know, I can, I can do this. I can do this. So finally, after a while, after listening to my friends and then seeing Todd, and I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll try one. I finally finally published one. And, you know, <laughs> your first one is <laughs> your first, I'll oh, shoot a bunch, probably still not. They're not the best things in the world, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, don't hey, don't go listen to my my first podcast. That that that'll be proof number one for you, right? <laughs> I was so rigid. I could. I mean, I felt like a. I mean, as a robot, you know, just couldn't. Uh, you know, I was just. It, it was terrible. Oh, yeah. Wasn't myself whatsoever. And um, so yeah, and then you know now I've started. You know, you, you kind of have to have a connection with that camera you know that camera almost has to be your buddy mm. and uh once once that kind of clicked you know everything started started going well for me and like you said um i'm nothing special you know i'm just out on my back deck um it is what it is there might be a mess on my back deck for my kids that just got done playing but i'm getting ready to cook a meal for my family you know yes. it's it's not a staged uh, kitchen and it's not going to be perfect i'm not perfect right. Um, so, uh, that, that's, that's, that's my, that's my MO, uh, is, uh, you get what you get and, uh, don't pitch a fit. <laughs> so. That's right. Well, it, it comes across, man. It, it, and, and I can appreciate that. I've got a seven-year-old and a three-year-old and I know you have two young kids as well. And man, that's, uh, that's what we're about. Whether we want it or not, it, it is what it is. Yeah. There's, 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 like you said, there's, there's life going on and, that's the way it felt for me when I just tuned in. It's like, okay, this is, this is real life. And, and this is a guy who can cook yeah. and man, I just, I just really appreciated it. I, I really did. Um, well, let me ask you this, man. You, you have gone from, uh, I was looking on your YouTube, uh, back in your YouTube feed and, and you have posted now 195 videos. Is that right? Of, yeah, 195 videos on your, on your YouTube now. Uh, and that's over about four years, I think. Uh, yeah, a little over three years. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's probably grabbing some of those ones that I just uploaded. Um, gotcha. Okay. And, and gotcha. yeah, I think it's been uh, probably uh, June, May or June-ish, uh, three years ago is whenever I started uh, really, really, you know, buckling down, trying to post content. Yeah. Well, what has that ride been like? You know, you know, we have just started this podcast and it's all brand new to us. You know, I know more about audio editing, you know, two months ago, I didn't know anything about it. And yeah. You kind of have to have to dive in in a sense, but what has that journey been like from, from going from your first video to, man, I was looking your post on Instagram for your 70,000 followers was in mid May yeah. and now you're up to over 82. And I mean, that's just kind of becoming exponential. What, what has that ride been like? Did you, was there ever a time where you thought, I don't know if people like this or did it kind of take off for you? It's, you know, it's, it's really, I've been blessed. Um, and I've honestly, I'm sitting here like a, 
like a just just dumbfounded like really you know i, I mean I really, i'm like yeah I, I feel like it's a hoax sometimes like have i i mean i just tell people they say well dang how did you do that you know there's a lot of guys i started out with you know some of them are still at like five thousand sub subs yeah. you know and um you know and they they just been working it too and you know i said man i just got lucky i, I think i just got lucky Somehow or another, I fell into that. That's the way I feel. Mm-hmm. Some some folks, you know, I, you know, and I'm, I try to be humble too, right? I mean, that's, um, I, you know, I, I put content. I just do what they've kind of said you got to do, you know. Mm-hmm. But I also try to, um, I, I, I try to relate or, or relate, obviously, but also um, I try to tell my followers how much I appreciate them. And telling them is one thing, but also starting out, and I've just stopped. I haven't stopped, but it's hard to keep up with it all. I used to, for every comment, I would write back a meaningful comment back to them. And mm. it, it wasn't generic. Yeah. Um, I mean, every night I would go and I would comment back to somebody. And sometimes they'd be a little bit more personal. It depends on what they type to me, right? Sure. But I always... You know, I, f- I thought this person was kind enough to give me, you know, a nice comment. Now, obviously the, well, obviously the jerks, I, I would practice my, I would practice my, uh, my trash talking with them. Big. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> I would just delete them. Sometimes I would talk trash back to them and, um, it just depended on my mood. But most of the time, if they left me a very, you know, kind, meaningful comment, which the majority are, I would try to take it, take out of my time of my day to do the same for them and mm-hmm. uh it's 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 gotten tougher now than ever uh just well, sure. my, my work situation is uh, much busier than ever my, my regular job and then plus um trying to manage so many comments because i got so many videos out there it's not just new videos that i posted from the week before sure it's it's the old ones too that might be taken off so it's really hard for me to manage uh, now, but um, who knows? At some point, maybe somebody will help me manage. I don't know how. I'm sure there's services out there, but I don't know if I like that. So it's kind of, it's it's not. But I also would like to see people get some information too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. And, and, it, and, it, and it just took off. And uh, going back to the original thing, sorry to be so long-winded. No, um, fine. The original ask was, you know, um, you know, as far as how it just went off, I just, you know, uh, I, you know, I've handled it well. Um, I, I, like I said, I think I've gotten a little lucky, uh, you know, people either sharing it or whatever. I had one video take off. It's like a million four hundred thousand now. Now, which uh, one was that? <laughs> the most simplest video I've probably ever shot. And that was sausage and eggs. <laughs> Hey, let me tell you this, man. When I thought about getting a griddle, the main reason was to cook breakfast food. Yeah. So, so that might have been the one I watched first. I don't remember, but uh, but yeah, I, I can believe that. I can absolutely believe that. It was right after a Duke Carolina basketball game um, in the ACC tournament. Yeah. And Carolina beat Duke. Carolina later on next next day got beat, but whatever. We beat Duke. That's right. Um, <laughs> next and. Yeah. And so, you know, I, uh, I, uh, went out there and I, I was talking to my wife. It, my wife was the one who got me to do it. I didn't have a video for the week. 
and I was struggling. And, and sometimes I do, and I fly by the seat of my pants half the time. And I was like, gosh, I need to do a video. You know, we need a breakfast. She said, you know what? You just do sausage and eggs. I was like, gosh, that's so simple. Ain't nobody going to watch that. I did it anyway. Listened to her, thankfully. And yeah. uh, that's my most popular video ever. It's, uh, does, does, now, does she hold that over your head? She doesn't. No, no. <laughs> she she just wants she just wants me to acknowledge that she helped and there you, you know go. do that and uh, and so yeah so that that's it and and I get some comments of like oh what are you going to do now boil water you know <laughs> but you never yeah, you get, if you put yourself out there you're gonna get you're gonna oh, get yeah. the the crazies as well it's just just gonna happen uh, and I know, you know I know a lot of people's thing is don't read the comments at all but. No. Well, you wanted to you wanted to respond to those people who had good things to say at least, right? Yep, I do. I do. And uh, a lot of people say, you know, I never thought about doing it this way. And for me, uh, what I also like to do is is I like to take a trip down memory lane. Uh, my mama, she she made that for us growing up a lot, uh, sausage and eggs. Um, mm. And, you know, it kind of takes me back to uh, childhood, right? And uh, times with my mom. And I, I don't have her here anymore with me. Oh, I got you. And um, so, you know, I like I like that kind of stuff. And, uh, and so I had a story to go along with it. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that's the story sometimes I, I think helps. But, um, but yeah. Mm. Well, you have, uh, you, you talked about a little bit about your family. And I, I've watched as I've, you know, watched uh, older videos on up to now, and and you've you've kind of made it a family affair. Your your daughter's helping you now, throwing things <laughs> on the griddle, and man, I just I just enjoy that because that's uh you know that's what it's kind of like when you look at something you say all right those are my goals right there I want to be that together as a family yeah uh, and, and so man I just I just appreciate it. I, I can put my family right there with you because like I said I've got two young kids as well but. Uh, uh, it's amazing to watch, to watch somebody who has, is really had something take off. And so I guess, yeah, you, you feel like you're lucky the right people shared it or you know, the right people watched it at the right time. Yeah. And it's amazing, amazing how things like that can happen. Now I will tell you this, my favorite recipe that I have cooked from you, uh, was your Philly cheesesteak. Listen, if, if you guys want to, if you guys like Philly cheesesteak, you have got to go watch the Hungry Hussies video on Philly cheesesteak because he gives you the the recipe for the uh, the seasoning and everything. And I'm talking about you talk about good groceries. My family love that man. <laughs> we, Absolutely, that that is in the repertoire now. Is is you know we can do some we can do some Philly cheesesteak and it's it's going to be good. So uh, and it's crazy how you know not that long ago, if, if you wanted a recipe, you were either buying a, a big book or magazine, or you better have mama or grandma's, you know, cookbook. Mm-hmm. And now we, now I can go and I can, I can watch you. You can tell me what temperature it needs to be on and you can give me the recipe. And man, I, I felt like I knew how to cook it before I ever put anything on the griddle because you had, you know, you had walked me through it. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that's, <laughs> That's what I love, man. That's why I jumped in there. And like I said, and, and as well as the breakfast stuff, I, I could yep. watch you cook and you just did a breakfast video, right? You did uh, biscuits and gravy. Yes, sir. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did it all on the Blackstone too. Yeah. That's breakfast right there. Now yeah. I, <laughs> I haven't watched that video yet, but I promise you I will. 
because I, I want to see it. Well, there's an interesting twist in there, so I, okay. I'm not going to say you know what it is. I want to make sure you watch it, John. <laughs> oh yeah, hey, I'll, I promise you, it's gonna it's gonna be watched. Oh well, what? Tell me this, because there's another thing that I learned from you as I was watching these things, and and that was uh, to have that infrared thermometer mm-hmm. and to have that thermopin. Yeah. Man, those two things were game changers for me. I, I, I guess I was just going to say, you know, I always, uh, you know, if you were cooking something in a skillet or whatever, you know, you're throwing water in it and you'll splat in water to see if it was hot enough. And I was like, man, I was cooking blind all these years. Yeah. <laughs> so now I have these tools and man, I love them. I'm, I'm so grateful that you, that you brought those up. But. You know, I would say that um, the thermopin is probably somebody said, "What was your what What is your tool you couldn't um, do without?" And that's my thermopin. Mm. Yeah, it's um, you know because you, the the touch method it it that's fake, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know they you know take the web of your index finger and your and your thumb, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that touch it, it it only goes so far. Because if you take if you if you take a nice piece of meat, let's say like a prime grade or you know maybe even a choice going on to prime, it's got good marbling. It's going to be a little more spongy than a lower end choice or something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That pen, you know, will will make you a better cook and. Uh, you know, if you, you know, you got to get some time involved too, and you got to know your temperatures too. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, it'll, it'll definitely help you out. Uh, no matter what the, the infrared gun is good for those folks help, you know, um, starting out. I, mm-hmm. I personally, I personally don't need one. Um, but some people probably do because they, you know, I'm trying to cater to every possible walk of cook out there. Yeah. Um, there's some folks that, you know, they want to go by the dials, right? Well, and, uh, you know, I've come from an engineering background too, right? Uh, so I want to be very informative and, I, and that's why my videos are a little bit longer than the next guy. And I get flack for that sometimes, but <laughs> I'm long winded, but also want to be detailed. Right. Yeah. And, and, and where my dials at does makes no difference in the world to, mm-hmm. to you or somebody else. And somebody says, well, Hussey, what do you mean? Well, your low on your Blackstone is different than my low on my Blackstone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's several factors. You got ambient temperature, mm-hmm. right? Right. You got humidity, and you have wind. So you have you have um, you know Mother Nature factors that I have no clue what you got going on, right? The only way to accurately know you know temperatures is by a infrared gun, right? And so once you start, once you start seeing, you know, temperatures and, and how you cook, you, you can about wean yourself off of a temperature gun, right? Some people may like it for, um, you know, just for a reference, right? Um, and it's good. I use it, but I, 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 and that's, and you start teaching yourself after a while what works for what, you know? Um, but, um, now for those biscuits, I really wanted to, well, shoot, I'm giving it away, John. <laughs> so for, those, have to do for those biscuits, you know, you want that, you want to start that out at low, you know, like really like 275 ish, you know, mm-hmm. and, and what you'll see me do sometimes in my video, see my, my Blackstone now is the air fryer combo. 
And I'm going to tell you, that thing runs like a scalded dog. <laughs> it runs hot. It yeah. runs real hot. Now, my what I call the OG, that was my old Blackstone. Right. Front, front grease drain with the surround table around it. Mm-hmm. It was it was a little cold. It, it was cold natured. It took a while to get up. It, I mean, to 450 degrees for whatever reason. Um, this sucker over here, it'll go 550. I mean, it just it screams. And so I have to. You'll see me cycling the the burners right <laughs> all, mm-hmm. all the times. And uh, and that's where that's where you can't go off the knobs, right? Uh, so uh, you know, you're 20. If you got a 22, that's a little bit different. It runs hot. You know, um, and you got the 28s and you got the other 36s and, um, the IR gun is really the only way to know true temperature. Yeah. Long story uh, short. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that, that was the same thing with me when I always wanted to hear you say what it, what it was on, on yours, uh, which I don't even have the same brand as you, but you know, when, when I was looking at mine, I was like, well, it's, it's low, but mine's sure running hot. You know, it seems like it's way too hot. Yep. And so that's where that, like you said, that IR gun came in where it, it made a world of difference. I've got a buddy that, that has the, uh, the 28 inch Blackstone and his deal was the same. You know, I was like, man, you've got to get one of these. And when he, when he first got it, he said, I have been cooking this way too hot. Mm-hmm. You know, I have, it, it is just running so hot that, you know, he was, he was cooking so yep. fast he was yep. burning it. But Oh yeah. I get a lot of people like, Hussy, why is my eggs black? I said, cause you're <laughs> scorching them things, man. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That butter you threw in there and it turned, you know, brown and yep. black immediately. <laughs> and then you throw them eggs. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly what I did first time too. I'm not even gonna lie. That's like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, you know, those, egg, those eggs spread out over that thing and they were cooked in, in about, in about five seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did the, did the same thing. Oh, well, you know, you talked about making, you know, biscuits on the, the Blackstone. I don't know how many people out there have thought about making biscuits on a griddle, but, but you've also made like cinnamon rolls, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, man, I'll tell you what, those things, they were glorious. And, um, <laughs> they look, they really look glorious. I, I hope they tasted the same. <laughs> they were at, well, I kind of liked the, uh, I, I like to have a little bit of a crispy um, uh, top and bottom, you know, because you got that contact, you know, with the griddle. Uh, yeah. My only my only gripe about that whole thing is I wish I'd have made some more uh, glaze. You know, the the, the cinnamon <laughs> yeah. rolls only yeah, they only give you so much. Um, I wish now I'd have you know made more glaze for it, but um, that's just a tip for anybody out there making them. But um, but yeah, they were they were real good. Uh, I thought. And you don't really have to smash them if you don't want to. I just thought, mm-hmm. you know, why not smash them a little bit? You know, get them out. Contact. Yeah, yeah. And um, you can you can certainly too uh, just put a dome over them. You might have to put them on a tray, but uh, yeah, they were they were real good, John. They mm-hmm. family loved them. Uh, my wife, she loved them. I need to do them again sometime. <laughs> well, I, that's uh, my buddy who has the twenty eight inch. Uh, I was at his house, I think, when we. We pulled up one of your video. We were actually talking about. It. She's like, "Man, we, we need we need to cook some of this stuff." And and it was the it was around the time you came out with the cinnamon rolls, I think. And uh, we were really uh, contemplating, you know, running to the store. It was late at night, <laughs> but uh, we didn't do it. But man, we were we were sure hungry. There's uh, a yeah. there's a lot of people that uh, I posted it not long. Ago. It was like a year ago. I posted it okay. like last week. Came up in my memories, you know, because I shared it, you know, for Facebook and. Uh, so I happened to, I just reshared it again because a lot of people just didn't know it was out there. I got so many sure. out there. And mm-hmm. I get a lot of comments like, 
man, I got a roll in there right now. <laughs> uh, well, like I said, man, they look, they look delicious. I, I, we'll, we'll certainly have to try them sometime. It's, uh, have you ever cooked anything else that, that people might not think that you could cook on a griddle? I mean, talking about biscuits and cinnamon rolls, anything else that that's kind of been just kind of a, Hey, let's see if this works. Well, um, actually, yeah. Um, uh, have you ever heard of reverse sear? Reverse sear. Now you're searing at the end? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like a yeah. sous vide type thing? Well, yeah, it's a little, it's, um, so a lot of times a reverse sear is you, you kind of, uh, bake it, you kind of roast it. Okay. Very low and very slow on the front end. Mm-hmm. And then when you get that piece of meat for, say, it's got to be thick. I will say that it can't be a thin, thin steak. You Normally on your wise. on your big boys, one and a half inches, you know, something like that. You want a roast type, right? Mm-hmm. And so you roast it. I do it a lot on my big green egg, and you know, 250 degrees for about an hour. That piece of meat be up to about 110 degrees. Induce your thermopin to figure that out. Mm-hmm. And um. Yeah, once it hits there, you take it off, take it off. So you kind of stop, stop the process a little bit, about 110, 115 degrees. You'll get a little bit of carryover. And then you, you wick it up. You know, if, you, if you're on a charcoal grill, you know, you, <clears throat> you know, you put more coals on it. Or however, on a big green egg, you just open up the vents on a blackstone and just take the knobs and turn it, get it scorching hot. And then that's where you put the crust on it. Um, mm. I did that. That's been a pretty popular video as well. I just didn't feel like messing with my big green egg that day. And I told my wife, I said, you know what? We'll cook these suckers on the Blackstone. <laughs> so I went out there. I got a cookie rack or a, or a cooling rack. I got several uh, sizes wow. or whatever. You've seen me use them. Um, yes. Another another great gadget or, or thing to have around for those uh, those griddles as well. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And, um, just put them, put them on that rack. And I took, um, like a half hotel pan that you, you know, most barbecuers and cooks have in their kitchen, or you can use the domes that they have out now at the time. I didn't have one. And, um, yeah, I just, I had it like on a low heat and, uh, yeah, I sat there and roasted the thing. I put her that. Or it took a little fast. It, it was fast, faster than what I wanted. I could have set up my remote thermometer and all this kind of stuff to, you know, make sure it was about 250 degrees. But I was lazy that day. You know, <laughs> you're, you're going to get it real, right? That's right. Um, I was lazy. And I just said, you know what? I'm going low. And it's just going to sit there until it gets about 110 degrees. And I'm going to secure these things off. Um, I overshot them a little bit. So they were probably a little on the high end of medium rare. But they were still tasty. Uh, it did it did really well, which again you wouldn't think about doing a reverse sear, two inch thick, you know, ribeye or New York strip on a grill yeah. like that. Right, I wouldn't. <laughs> well, let me let me ask you this: you, t- I mean, you're talking about especially when you're talking about searing and things like that. What kind of uh, what kind of oil are you using to to get up that high? I use avocado oil. Okay, um, that's that's what I use too. I, I just yeah. wonder. That's the only thing I could find that really went that high and. Uh, I was I wasn't sure if you had something else or what. No, I use avocado oil, and um, 
you know, sometimes I'll do a canola. Canola oils, it'll, it'll hold temp pretty good too. Um, but, um, but yeah, most of the time you, you do have to be a little careful about, you know, uh, scorching it. But, uh, you know, it, if you look at like walks, walk cooking and stuff like that, where they're really scorching. And uh, as mm-hmm. long as you're moving it around and that, you know, that kind of stuff, you don't, you don't typically have to worry about too much. Um, and the black stone's not going to get that high to where it's going to scorch it immediately. But if it sits mm-hmm. there long enough and it, it, it will, you know, depending on the oil, if it's like olive oil, you know, it will. Right. Or well, butter. Me... Butter's got a really low smoke point, especially because of the, the milk curd, the, 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 um, the whey protein and all that kind of stuff. You take that out and have clarified butter. It, it's a higher smoke point. Well, see, I, I didn't realize that I've seen you cook with it and uh, I've just never taken the time to, to get any, actually, yeah. I don't even know what clarified butter is other than seeing you cook with it. Yeah. And you know, my, my, uh, like I said, my introduction to the butter was the, the butter and eggs, which immediately turned brown. So, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, if you just take regular, uh, real butter and, you know, I, I use unsalted butter and uh, mm-hmm. I do that because unsalted butter is a little fresher. So salt is a preservative, as you know. But mm-hmm. then the, also, I just I don't like um, added salt uh, in if if I can't uh, control it, right? Gotcha. Um, so it'll add salt, and you not know it, and some of your food might turn out salty. Um, so I like to control it, the salt. Um, but yeah, you take real butter, you just put it in a pan, very low heat, and let let it melt, and the uh, the the real butter the the oil butter comes to the top and the milk solids go to the bottom and uh, you just pour that off the top, which is liquid gold. That's the, that's the clarified butter. And then the bottom is your, is your milk solids and your milk solids is what burns. Okay. So thus giving it that higher smoke point that you're talking about. Yes, sir. Okay, man, that's, that's good. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to try that next time. I, next time I cook out there, that's, Oh, now I'm hungry, <laughs> which, <laughs> yeah, which is what, like I said, which is what, what your videos do every time. Anyway, it's like, well, I've never had uh tachos before, but I think I'm going to make up some chili and <laughs> see if I can make this happen right now. Well, I love a I tacho. Think, oh man. I tell you, my, my wife, you know, some of these videos will watch. Of course, if you're watching it late, you just can't watch, you cannot watch food videos late at night. You're just gonna, you're going to go eat. And, and I'll tell you the, that video that you had with tachos my wife was about to to make all of that that night because we we had some we already had some leftover chili, and she's like, "Man, we could we could do this right now." Yeah, <laughs> we we didn't think you know uh, thankful for our health, but we did a couple days later. Uh, we we made that happen, and that's another delicious one too. It's a flavor explosion for sure. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, <laughs> we I tell you what, we just laughed every time you added a layer. I was like, oh my goodness, this is going to be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, tell me this, man. Do you what? What is it that uh, that you cook that would be that you might consider your family favorite? Like your your family gets excited about when you go to the Blackstone. Uh, breakfast breakfast is probably one of the best. Um, you know, because I have two young kids, they love pancakes. And yes. a little tip for me, I don't like pancakes. Oh, yeah? I am okay. not a pancake fan. I'm a big boy. I'm a uh-huh. big boy, but I'm not a big, real big sweet eater. So uh, desserts, I'm not a fan of. Um, I don't really care for chocolate. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, okay. But I tell you what, I, like, I just like good food. I like good groceries. Yeah, I like more steak. Uh-huh. I like more potatoes. I like more, you know, 
uh, beans. Right there with you. you know, uh, I'd rather have another plate, another helping than a um, than a sweet. You know, but See, uh, I think we are brothers. I think that's what this is. It's yeah. Your... <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll have something. You know, I'll just yeah. uh, I'll have a hankering for it. But uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's not something I like all the time. Uh, but yeah, I would say breakfast is probably the main, probably the, the main star of, of the house, especially pancakes. Kids, kids love that. Uh, kids, uh, family loves quesadillas too. That's another one. Mm-hmm. Um, steak night, of course, is always a big, big hit, but you know, uh, kids sometimes, you know, they take her to leave it sometimes with steaks, you know, they're young enough where they're not, um, you know, quite interested, but yeah, I would say. I would say breakfast would be number one, uh, quesadillas and tacos next for sure. Yeah. Well, that, that all sounds good. I, and I don't know what it is. I am a pancake fan. My, my mom has a, um, I guess it's a recipe from my, my grandmother, but there is something about cooking those pancakes on that griddle outside. Like I, we have an electric griddle inside. I don't know if it's the seasoning or what, but they're just, they're just different. They're, they're more flavorful. They're just better on that on that griddle, and yeah. yeah, that's that's one of our favorites as well. We'll we'll have uh, uh, we'll have people over from church or, or or wherever, and we'll do you know breakfast for dinner, and that's what they want me to do is do pancakes out there. That's everybody loves them. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's a that's a staple around here. I know a lot of people like that that breakfast for dinner, but that's like I said when I, I thought about getting a griddle, that was that was one of the major points is just having a big breakfast where you could cook all this stuff and. Uh, I will, speaking of which, I will, I will say this one thing, man, I am not easily fooled when I get on social media or anything like that. I'm pretty skeptical just to be honest. You know, I I don't buy into a bunch of stuff, right? but on April fools this year, (laughs) you you put out a picture and I had recently, uh, it was, it had to been before quarantine. I had been to Walmart and I had seen all of the new Blackstone products. I mean, Blackstone had <laughs> the same size, you know, thing that you were cooking on forever. I go to Walmart and there are so many Blackstone things. And then on <laughs> April 1st of this year, t- tell, tell everybody what you posted. <laughs> so I've had this idea. I, I was wanting to do it, wanting to do it the year before. And uh-huh. well, or maybe I thought about it just after. And I was like, gosh, I got to do this. And so it, it's been on my, it had been on my mind, and I almost uh, wasn't able to do it. I think I shot the, the video for it, like I mean, at night or something. Um, and I think I did the thumbnail, you know, like it was probably like eleven o'clock at night, and <laughs> I, I told my wife, I said, I have got to do this. And so uh, you know, there's always this, there's always this uh, uh, people, people have these rumors out. Blackstone's going to come out with a uh, oh shoot I can't remember the exact size but it, it wasn't 80 inches like I said so anyhow <laughs> I just threw out 80 inches so what I did is I took uh, I took two uh, 36s I took a picture of them and uh, you know out on the web and I merged them together and um, <clears throat> in Photoshop made a you know but put a green background on and put 80 inch Blackstone griddle and. <laughs> <laughs> Eight burner, I said, like eight burners, and you know, and then it cut to the uh, 
cut to the video and I was just like, ah, April Fool's. (laughs) (laughs) I had, I had seen the thumbnail and I just told my wife, I was like, I can't believe this. I was like, Blackstone has come out with this 80 inch. I said, I may have to get that. (laughs) And I finally clicked on your video. I was like, oh my goodness. I, you know, it's like I said, I'm not, I'm not easily fooled, but I saw that and I I thought that sounds reasonable. (laughs) uh, You you got me good this year, man. (laughs) My my photo, my Photoshop hack must've, must've been okay. Yeah, yeah, you did well, man. Yeah. <laughs> you did well. Well, let me, uh, I, man. I've kept you kept you a while. Let me let me just ask you if we could just a couple more questions. What what advice would you give someone who who's sitting there thinking right now, man? I ought to start a YouTube channel about you know whatever they're passionate about. What would you what would you tell them about it, or or what would you want them to know about the process? Well, it's a uh, you know it's it's fun yeah i will say it's a fun thing if you want to be a creator if you want to make as some kind of mark i thought you know it'd be pretty cool if i do this my kids will see it you know that kind of thing so that's the coolness factor is that but i would say um you know you got to start that's the Mm -hmm. main thing what happens is people get so caught up in all these all these folks with million subscribers and they see their content and they don't want to put a video out there that doesn't look like theirs, right? Mm, yeah. Um, I trust me, I know it. I, I was the same way. And your first, oh shoot, your first year, you know, you're gonna be finding your way, you know, or more. Uh, different people, you know, there's different different folks, different strokes, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I would say just just start. You know, that's the thing. You got to start. And if you don't have, uh, you don't have to have a $2,000 camera. You got your cell phone that you use, use it. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to have a, a crazy mic. Uh, just use your cell phone. Just make sure there's not a lot of background noise. I will say audio is probably your best friend. People don't, people will, people don't really care much about the video quality because they're either watching on a phone, which helps the, the mm-hmm. quality or, um, or, and they just don't care, but audio, they want to hear it. You know, they don't want to have to cut your volume off or whatever. Um, but you know, your iPhone or your galaxy or whatever, they all have great cameras and audio as long as your lighting is good. And I would say lighting is, is key as well, but, um, start it, start it, start it, start it. Somebody out there is going to want to see what you're doing. Okay. And then you got to start nurturing your audience, right? You need to invest in your audience. Um, you know, you need to, you know, make sure they feel appreciated um, because they're they're investing time into you, and um, you know, you need you, you need to do the same back to them. So um, that's the main thing. Starting a lot of people, they say, "Well, I don't have this camera. I don't have a camera. You know, lenses or mic." I had a buddy, and I just kept. I was like, "Man." Just hush, just start your channel for Christ's yeah. sake. Start, you know, and um, that's all you got to do. And because you're not going to be perfect, and the video, the editing, it's not going to be perfect, but it's a start. You'll get better over time. Just like you, you didn't know anything about audio patching or, or editing, and right. uh, now you're a little bit better than what you were. So. Right. Yeah, just just uh, that's why, man. I think that's all excellent advice. And just the the short time I've been, you know, just trying to 
create, you know, audio content for a podcast. That's the thing is it's a, it's a process. You know, it it is, you just kind of, like you said, you have to, you have to start and you have to just continue to get better. And that, that takes some time. You can't start out top level, I guess. No, most people can't anyway. So yeah, well, that's, that's fantastic. Well, man, I just want to thank you again for, uh, for being on the podcast. It is, it has been a, a pleasure for me to get to, uh, to have this conversation and to, to hear all of this, we're, Hey, we're, if you're out there listening right now, remember, go, go look up on YouTube or Instagram, Facebook, the hungry hussy. Uh, you will, you will be blessed and, uh, and your family will thank you, uh, when you, <laughs> when you put some good groceries on the table. So good Matthew, groceries, yeah. that's right. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, man. Thank you, John. I appreciate the opportunity, my friend. All right. We want to thank Matthew again, what a, what a great time. Uh, what a great interview. Had a lot of fun just talking with him, uh, chatting it up and just so many, uh, uh, so many good things can come from this. You know, this is, this is what we do. We try to, uh, we try to tell you about people that we really enjoy. And I know from that interview, you're going to go check him out and, and, and look at his videos and, and see all these things because it, it's just it's just a lot of fun. You learn a lot and hey, your family will eat better after this, too. So uh, what's what's not to love there? All right, Jamie, we we promised for this episode we wanted because we talked to the hungry hussy. We wanted to talk a little bit more about food. So this week we, we've kind of been doing uh, we've do, we've done some top five in the past. We've we've done some things like that. And this week, what we wanted to do was do our top comfort meals for, for each meal of the day. So breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We wanted to, to bring to you what our favorite comfort meal is. And so, Jamie, I'll, I'll let you go first. Do breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And what, what I want to hear and what I'm going to share with everyone is just why, why is it that that is the comfort meal for you? We all want to know that. And I, I think we've all got that meal. We... We remember back to a time or, or a person or something like that, and it really kind of impacts us. And it's, it really carries a lot of weight, it, which, is, which is so interesting that uh, something like that would. But just go ahead and tell us, Jamie, what is it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? And I'll tell you what, let's do that, and then we'll do desserts afterward after I do mine. <laughs> All right. My breakfast starts off. Basically, kind of get this from my spending Friday nights with my papa when I was younger. My parents were gone with my sisters to football games because they were in the band. So I really didn't have any interest interest in tagging along with them and sitting there for two or three hours bored out of my mind. So I would stay with uh, my grandparents on Friday night. Every Saturday morning, we would have eggs over easy, bacon or sausage, toast, and some honey. Now, that's not my exact comfort meal today, but that's kind of where... I get my basis from it. My comfort meal for breakfast would be two eggs over easy, bacon with some biscuits and gravy. Amen. <laughs> Let, let's do that right now. I hopped open. I mean, we, we can go now. Get a stack of pancakes, too, while we're at it. That's right. An hour and a half later, you'll have your breakfast. Oh, it's only like 20 minutes for me. So, you know, we're good. Oh, and on my lunch, this one, this one gave me problems. Because when I think of lunch, I don't think comfort, you know, I'm thinking more of, okay, I need to eat something so I can get through the rest of my day. But one of my most favorite lunch meals derives from a dinner meal 
And I'm talking about Thanksgiving leftovers. You've had, you know, the dinner the night before and all that food has just had that much more time to soak up all those flavors. To me, it seems like the lunch meal is just as good as the dinner meal the previous night before. Yes, it is. So, that is <laughs> Agreed. My, that, that is my lunch. That is my lunch right there. And as for my dinner, we're going a straight Southern traditional meal. When I say that, it's, it's battered and deep fried. Chicken fried steak, mashed potatoes, corn on the cob, and throw in some purple whole peas. Yeah, that's a good one there. My, mine are not going to line up exactly like that, but I could go for, for all of those right now. Absolutely. I'm sure there's something battered and fried in your, your, your comfort food meals. <laughs> You're going to find out real quick what that, what that's like. All right. That's, that, that was awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I can, I could do that right now. Well, my starting out with breakfast for me, man, I, I just love breakfast food anyway. So you, you could throw about anything you want to at me. I mean, eggs, toast, hash browns. Uh, if you want to throw in uh, white gravy, you know, biscuits and gravy, chocolate gravy. I don't care. Sausage. I love it. Uh, and I want it. And so the, for me, a comfort food or a comfort meal for breakfast is just a big breakfast. I, uh, I, I will go for, for any of it and, uh, and just really love it. But I guess if I was going to pick out a part of breakfast that is really comforting to me, it's pancakes. Now I am, I'm not a huge sweet eater, but I love some pancakes. And, and the reason is my grandmother uh, on my dad's side, we, uh, she was, uh, she was, she was up in age when, when I was, when, we, when I was young, but being over at her house in the morning, you know, right as I'm waking up, I'm smelling pancakes and she always called them hot cakes, you know, cause she would have it in, uh, in her oil or butter or whatever she did. The way she made pancakes wasn't like a flapjack. It was, you had a little, you know, crust ring around that, you know, where you had a little too much oil for some people. And I <laughs> love that. I love the smell. I love the taste. And so when I, when I eat pancakes with that big meal, I'm thinking about uh, my grandmother and my mom who is, who has also made those. And uh, she has a, a recipe. We make them from scratch and things like that. So just so good. And I, I think about both of those ladies and just good memories for me. So, uh, that, that's my comfort meal for breakfast for lunch. You said I was going to have something fried. You knew I was, uh, I was bringing it. My comfort lunch is, is kind of similar to your comfort dinner. I'm going with chicken fried chicken and, uh, I would take the same, same peas. I love mashed potatoes, throw me in a roll. I'm ready to, I'm ready to rock. I, uh, I don't have any emotional tie to this. It's just good food. Love it. When I, when I lived, uh, in another place, there was a little restaurant that had, I think it was on Wednesdays. They had a special, it was always chicken fried chicken. It was perfectly battered. It was, it was tender. They, they tenderized the chicken in there. And so it was just wonderful. So that, that's my, my comfort lunch is that chicken fried chicken with all the, all the things that go with that. And, and for dinner, well, I got to go fried food again. Hey, we didn't say it was healthy. We said it was comforting, right? So for me, it's it's always been or has been for a long time. It would be fried deer meat, fried venison with homemade homemade biscuits. You've got to have that white gravy on there, mashed potatoes, 
and then you're in a coma after. <laughs> but it is it is so good that that takes me back when I was, especially when I was young. I uh, even for like Thanksgiving and stuff, we have a very small family, and so we would just do Thanksgiving whenever it was convenient for us. We wouldn't necessarily be on Thursday. And so I would be at deer camp and we would have all those Thanksgiving things. We'd have fresh deer meat and just wonderful. Uh, just that brings back memories for me. And so sometimes I give my wife a hard time. She'll say, what do you want for dinner, honey? And I'll, I'll think a second. I said, well, something easy, uh, fried deer meat, which is a lot of work, you know, battering everything and and so I just name off about eight things that are, that are quote unquote easy for her. And, uh, uh, but anyway, those, those are mine. So for breakfast, just about anything you can throw at me with my, with my pancakes as well for lunch, chicken, fried chicken with all the fixings and dinner, love some fried deer meat. Okay. So for dessert, you know, you went first in the last, uh, on, on all the others. So I'll go first here. I've got to say some homemade chocolate chip cookies are my comfort dessert. Love chocolate chip cookie. Don't give me chocolate chunk. Give me some chocolate chip. Don't, don't throw anything else in there, but some homemade chocolate chip cookies. Those are my favorite. Uh, I want some right now. I don't know why we're, uh, we're talking about so much food when I don't have access to it, but, uh, but yeah, that, that's my comfort dessert. How about you, Jamie? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to reach into a, a, the way back machine. This is something that usually only got made thanksgiving christmas time around our house and uh you're probably thinking well what what kind of festive dessert is this and um it's not really festive but it was my mom's french silk chocolate pie mm. <laughs> thing was uh was amazing and my wife actually has the recipe so she does she breaks it out for me and uh, yeah i'm happy that's awesome yeah and, uh, y- your mom was a a good cook. I, I will never forget her, her uh, sugar cookies. The, when she made those and, and I was within, you know, three miles, I was going to smell them and come to your house. So uh, that, that, that's always a memory for me as well. And those are, you know, it's, it's crazy how, how smells and tastes and everything just kind of ties us together. And that's one thing for me that, that draws me back to your family and especially your mom. Uh, and I'll never forget those sugar cookies. Loved them. Got them straight out of the oven. <laughs> We were, we were blessed, my friend. We sure were. <laughs> oh yeah. Your, your mom's ham was, uh, it's up there on my comfort foods list. I'll tell you. Yeah. Mom has, there's a couple of things like that, that mom does that, that are just amazing. She does this, this honey ham and I think it's a picnic ham that she, she does all this stuff too and never dry, always moist, always uh, wonderful. Yeah. That, that could have easily been on my list because that's, that's just a staple. We, we have tried to get her to, yeah, well, you know how, how it can be around the holidays. Sometimes it's way too hectic. There's too much going on. We think our house is a wreck. We got to do all this stuff. And so we've tried to talk to mom and say, Hey, let's, let's cater it. Let us bring stuff. Uh, she won't let us cater it and she'll let us bring some stuff now, but, but she's still going to spend all, all day in the, in the kitchen, making this ham and making all these sides and everything twice baked potatoes and, and all that stuff. And that kind of easily, easily gone in, in this for, for me as well. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's something that'll always be with me. We've got that, uh, we've got that recipe as well. And, oh, we love it. But so I guess what we want to ask of you guys is, you know, interact with us on Facebook. We told you facebook.com slash fanatic life podcast. I'm going to throw a, a post up there and I just want to hear from you you don't have to name all three breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but if there's a, a comfort meal for you 
that brings you back to a time, a, a place, a person, you know, your uh, one of your grandparents, a, a loved one, you know, parent, whoever that, that just kind of draws you back. And when you have that meal, man, that that's it for you. It, it, it brings out that flood of memories. And I think that is so important that we do that. We, we don't avoid that kind of stuff that we, we enjoy those things that we have been blessed with to, to enjoy a meal that my mom used to cook or that uh, my grandmother used to cook or, or what, uh, anything like that. So we're going to put a post up there and we hope you'll, we'll hope you'll join in there and, and just let us know why, what it is and why that takes you back. Because that is, uh, uh, I think that'll be just a, a fantastic post to read and uh, hopefully you'll join in in there. All right. That is, uh, I think that's it for the podcast this week. We want to thank you so much again for joining in, for being a part of our community. Remember, if you if you would rate us, that helps us uh, get seen by other people. Uh, like the podcast, subscribe. Uh, that way you get those uh, podcasts as soon as we put them out. And uh, again, we're just grateful for you listening. And if you didn't like it, hey, just download. Don't listen next week. <laughs> That's fine, too. So uh, for this week, again, thank you, Matthew Hussey. We are so grateful for your, your interview as well. So for Jamie, I'm John. We'll see you soon. What time's dinner?